not our theme song. Man, this is good. Oh, keep it going. Man, how cool was 1987 Madonna? Right? She was very cool. This was the number two song on uh, November 9th, 1987, when this episode of TNG came out that we're going to do. Did you give yourself a mustache? (laughs) I did. Um, It's too realistic. (laughs) Yeah, it's... There we go. (laughs) What a great song. Do people know that I don't mean it ironically? Like, I just genuinely like Madonna from 1980s. It's very good. This is from the Who's That Girl soundtrack. Yeah, I am. I'll be honest, I am dancing unironically to this music. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. All right. I hope you're a Star Trek fan, Madonna. Causing a commotion. Just like Wesley on. Whoa on (laughs) star trek the next generation season one episode seven entitled justice 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 what Uh, um what an episode oh my god (laughs) this episode is buck wild my Um, my overall views on this episode (laughs) yeah it contains multitudes. <laughs> it's like the some of the worst parts of Star Trek, some of the cheesiest parts of Star Trek, but also some of the absolute best parts of Star Trek, all in like just this one capsule. Yes. That's my take. Uh, that is accurate. Um, there's just, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in this episode. You want to dive in? <laughs> okay, I'm done the little thumbnail is is of Troy, <laughs> like basically, like the when the guy on the planet goes up and starts like smelling He's like, her. I neck. must, I must greet this. He's like slowly, slowly. I must greet this beautiful one. Slowly. <laughs> 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 There's so. It's just so. It, it, this is also the episode. It while it, it, it's like a good all-in-one episode. Captain's log started four one two five five point six. After delivering a party of Earth colonists to the Stranab, it's it's also like not one that you just want to throw in and introduce your friends to who have never seen Star Trek. Yeah, no, not at all. That is not. <laughs> this is not a starter episode. Um, this is a more advanced episode. I, it, it's after you've bought in, after you know the characters, or maybe you're just somebody who really likes camp and would appreciate this, maybe? Maybe you're really into moose knuckles. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just your style. You like um, gently Look. cavorting folks. If you if you listen to our oh wait 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 if you listen to our other um, episodes where we're talking about discovery, what they give us on this episode is a shore leave episode. 
fairly simple common sense. It is. It's wild in some way. Like Crusher comes in and is basically like Of course I'll approve it. The crew needs needs shore leave. Yep, they just got done moving a colony. They're all like super tired. They found this really pretty planet. It's an M class planet, which in Star Trek terms means humans can survive on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a real thing. Do you know if that's a real thing? Um M class to... M class planet. Uh um... how to group exoplanets is on space.com. Mm-hmm. Uh M class. I don't know. The best of space.com in your inbox. Well, why wouldn't I sign up? Um, I'm not seeing class um, M. Yeah. 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 Terrestrial. It just happens to be used by Star Trek, but it isn't. Oh, wait, no. Star Trek fan site memory alpha has a class list as follows. Exoplanet um, classification. So most attempt at. Oh, okay. So class D is a planetoid or moon with little or no atmosphere. And this is all according to Star Trek, not actual science. Class mm-hmm. H, generally uninhabitable. That's a good word to say. Do you like saying that word? Habitable. Uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. Yeah, uninhabitable. it's kind of it's a, like a bouncy word. It is habitable. a bouncy word. The, um, the other good phrase is I edited it. Edited it. Mm-hmm. I edited it. I edited it. Uh, class J is a g- gas giant. Class mm-hmm. K habitable, as long as pressure domes are used. Sure. Class L marginally habitable. That's my name today. Marginally habitable, mm-hmm. uh, with vegetation but no a- animal life. Class M terrestrial. Class N sulfuric. Class R a rogue planet, not as habitable as a terrestrial planet class t is a gas giant class y toxic atmosphere um high temperatures uh you run into a class y planet in voyager Mm. by the way i gotta get i gotta i gotta get there gotta get you on voyager by the way have you used your (laughs) voyager trading cards at all i have i've shown them to several people oh sweet and yeah. everybody has been like incredibly be- delighted. Uh, uh, yeah. My friend Duncan got a set of Deep Space Nine trading cards for Christmas. Whoa, that's cool. Um, including, oh, this you haven't watched all of Deep Space Nine. Never mind. Um, I mean, it's thirty years old. I can't be mad at you for spoiling something that's thirty years old. Uh, including um, Odo's first intimacy. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I think I remember that. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Renee Aberjondis or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> but so back on the back on the the justice episode. So yes. so they know a little bit about it, and then for some reason, <laughs> or uh, Picard goes, Wesley, we need you to go down too. You know, to scout it out for the kids. Right after they've been like, <clears throat> they make love at the drop of the hat. It's like any hat. <laughs> any Picard's hat. like, this seems like a good place for you, Wesley. Yeah, what the hell? 
I this this whole episode is like I feel like there's there's not many things that inhabit this realm for us today where it's um a piece of media that is made for maybe 12 or 13 year olds um and is kind of like look we know you want to see we know what you want to see we know what you want to think about. We're going to give you as just enough to make your parents creeped out, but to keep you interested. Right. You know, but not cross. There's not, there's a line they won't cross, but they'll, they'll it's, it's like 13 year old humor for 13 year olds. Yes. Um, is, like that all weird? They- is that weird to say? No, no, I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, I feel like things don't do that anymore. I think it's just they recognize that kids are just going to watch anything because it's on streaming or whatever. Fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of running, a lot of bouncing. A lot of running. There's a um, lot of running. They run everywhere. That's part of. Well, can we can we th- we might have to take this like line by line. Like it's just once, once they get onto the planet before before they get onto the planet though um i have a lot of questions about why they're even on this planet because clearly they're not a spacefaring civilization oh that's a good point yeah you know and um like this whole episode is about the prime directive yeah um but they should not even be on this planet no because um I mean, clearly the, the people aren't like shocked by their, by the enterprise, but yeah. um, Here we go. I'm really <laughs> right away. That, I think that's what I, I think that's what I texted you. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. There's just um, a lot of the bare shot, body parts. The shot that we see, we just hear Picard's voiceover. They're not even on the planet. And the shot that we see is the butt of a lady running away and she's ha- has very few clothes on. There's just um everybody's wearing like three washcloths tied together. <laughs> and um everyone is white and blonde. Hey, everyone and is white and blonde. And that's fit. that's what I was going to say is like, oh, it was founded by like space Hitler or something and they just it's like the Aryan civilization. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't understand. This I mean, it's very very old trek. Right? Yeah. Like this is some classic trek. Like even down to the costuming. Yeah. I think the weird like tie in the middle of their bodies <laughs> with like the high neck. I don't this costuming is just very strange to me. Yeah. And everything rides up everywhere. Everywhere. Just everywhere. So, so they materialize and a group of the blonde <laughs> people. And Mr. Moose see Knuckle them. comes bounding up. And then like they certainly are fit. <laughs> they certainly they are. Certainly are. <laughs> so what they're just both like ogling these people? Help okay. Happiness. A pleasant day to you. You did return as promised. And then, Our whole podcast for this episode is just watching them. It's just, just playing the movie. <laughs> they basically just make out right now. 
Rivon. Rivon, Liator. From my vessel, Troy, and slowly, slowly. <laughs> so also, did you see his weird beige loafers? No. That he's wearing. I think she is barefoot, vessel, and he's Troy, wearing like weird oh, beige he is loafers. Wearing, he's slowly. just. Those are yeah. They're I'm like little. Lovely they're one. like. <laughs> what is he? What? And she's like, mm, okay. Troy's uh, oh, making and- faces as Riker's like making out with this lady with the worst wig ever. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just a pile of weird, <laughs> terrible curls. Um, and everybody's hair is um, uh, some sort of like light blonde or like silvery blonde. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then she's about to walk a morph and she's like, and this large one. <laughs> and then, what, if you were like, how, what, what are you supposed to do? Because like, if you, I had you a go kid, along with their customs. Peter. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, let's say I'm me. And mm-hmm. for some reason, like, I've already had a child and I'm like, Hey, you know what's pretty good and kind of like kid friendly? Not like, you know, you're a nerd kid. Like, mm-hmm. we can nerd out on Star Trek together. And then, well, like, what do you do when this episode comes on? You just go, like, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, yeah. it's a great way to talk about how different um, there's a lot of different cultural norms and mores <laughs> regarding um, modesty and uh sexual behavior it's true i guess you're like forced into the now if you need to go into your room for a little while (laughs) you just time it so that like after you watch this episode you just give them some space you're like i'm gonna do the dishes you can watch another episode or whatever you want space um yeah yeah do you remember by the way this is this is related but not related do you remember when i was like hey we should come up with the with an idea for a podcast but like play it completely straight as far Mm -hmm. as like star trek goes and we could be like creating like that would be so difficult why did i think that would be a good why did i think (laughs) i could accomplish that that would be very difficult it's it's yeah it's hard to give give any kind of how would we'd you, have to like you'd have to edit so much how, and how would you treat this with any amount of seriousness um i guess like we would talk a lot about cultural mores cultural mores um and we could talk about um male nipples on instagram <laughs> <laughs> that's right there's there is a uh an instagram account that's just close-ups of nipples to mess with the algorithms because you uh, can't tell if they're male or female nipples <clears throat> yeah because yeah. female nipples get censored male nipples do not right um and one person <clears throat> someone even posted pictures of uh their top surgery before oh, and yeah. after yeah and the before picture was censored the after picture was not it's the same person. That's so um, dumb. So dumb. Slowly. Anyway, slowly. there's a lot of male nipples in this episode. Slowly. There are. Welcome this lovely one. 
And then he just walks up to Troy and starts like sniffing her neck. And she gently pats him on the shoulder. Yeah, she's like a little uncomfortable. Nice to see you again. Uh, Tasha's into it. She just dives in. Go for she's it. Like, oh, that's a big that, and kind of a big platonic-y hug. Counselor. Mm-hmm. Healthy sensuality, sir. I feel <laughs> and um, happiness. <laughs> and the hesitation and in front of happiness. One. Yeah. <laughs> welcome this huge one. Yeah. And Worf, Worf hugs back too. Nice planet. Nice planet. <laughs> they were they were finally starting to use uh, Worf's comedic ability. But you are a young one. Right. Yeah. I do not know your custom regarding love. So the one thing I will say for this episode uh, is I like that that she's like, "Hey, I'm just checking in. Yeah. I don't want to be creepy or weird." What are you comfortable with? Yeah, yeah. And Wesley's like, you can see the conflict. He's like, but I want to touch your boobs. <laughs> right. But I don't think that's okay. I think, I, guess. I don't know. I don't know what Will Wheaton feels about this episode, but I actually don't think it's a bad Wesley episode. Like, I think it, it's a great Wesley episode. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just being a kid. Yeah. You know, he gets to yeah. be a kid in this episode. Yeah. Um, he's like, trying really hard to like represent Starfleet appropriately. Yeah. Like later on, someone asked if he's telling the truth and he's like, we're from Starfleet. We don't lie. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, yeah. he's trying to be mature. He is having fun with kids his own age. Um, this is a really excellent Wesley episode. Whatever you usually do. Whatever you usually do. He's like trying to be game. Yeah. And it's just like the sweet little hug. And I, I appreciate like that. Here if you would give us a limit on the number. Whatever pleases you. We can discuss it at the council chambers. Shall we go there now or remain in play? And then uh, so, uh, remain in play. play. Just... I'd love. <laughs> Unless you don't enjoy that. Well, she's all worried. <laughs> Riker's just like... Grins. And you... <laughs> Troy's like, Ugh. I can see that you do. Maybe I should just go on ahead. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Oh, He's like, I don't, don't want to see my mom's coworkers boning down. <laughs> my mom. I don't, well, I can't I don't make any see records, but <laughs> you don't have to. That is the this worst is look on that guy. This shirt is, is so stupid. It has this like. Come. So, for our listeners, you. if you haven't seen this episode, everyone has these necklaces with a little triangular stone. <laughs> and then this <laughs> guy is wearing. So there's like a neck part that comes down in a triangle that meets at his sternum, and then another triangle going the other way that sort of cradles his pecs and exposes his uh, his belly. <laughs> And, um, and his nipples and his nipples and his nipples Outside. what's really interesting too is um this shows a shift in television this episode um if this had been film, filmed now this guy would have everyone would have been just like ridiculously jacked and this guy is That's like true. He's, yeah. this guy is super fit he's super fit but he's not like that ripped um dehydrated look <laughs> <laughs> that's in <clears throat> most of their script. dehydrated look well that's how they get that look that like super cut <laughs> super ripped look is um they get dangerously dehydrated <laughs> and that's the only way to do it yeah yeah <clears throat> um, it but he's been... like 
it would have been great if they had all body types on this planet. Wouldn't that been yeah. that been great? I mean, they do have that one kind of guy with the derpy hair, one of the security guys. Oh yeah. He's he's a little much. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's part of the point though, is that like everybody I mean, if all I had to do was do sexy times and everything else was like provided for me. You'd be yeah. Um uh, like if all you're doing is running around in the sun, like it's just all all athletic. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the internal logic for why they're all blonde because they all run around in the sun all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't they? I, I why don't they ever just beat by beat remake a thing? Not like oh let's do a reboot of a series, but you know like plenty <laughs> of people put on plays and it's the same script. Sure. Like I would love to see them do that with movies. Just take the exact same script. And literally remake the movie. Just it was just like different it. actors. Yeah, mm-hmm. like plays. Just mm-hmm. do that. You know, we could remake this one. You know, we could. <laughs> Not like we, but like we as a as populace. a society. Yeah, <laughs> American um, media. Perhaps they can't run. So, and they're saying we run everywhere on this planet. It's just the it's the best like it's the best like we're gonna make commentary about social things like in the like this is like it's it's cheesy and doesn't quite make sense, but it's also like it's also great. Like it's great. I I, I dig this. Um, and they're I think they're they're doing a really great job of like showing the sort of collective innocence that these people have because yeah. they're like oh well maybe they can't run yeah. we don't know we're, we're friendly hosts uh with our nipples out perhaps they can't run can't run and wesley's like of course we can run can't right, run Commander? that was a good i, I thought that was a good like run. teenage moment lead the way and then they all run <laughs> poor troy she's so short <laughs> Yeah, she's trying real hard to keep up to like everybody. What in so much like taller than her? I can't. I also can't imagine trying to run in the kind of undergarments that they had women wear on Star Trek. Yeah, everyone had these. um, uh, A lot of the uh, the female uh, actors have talked about um, the the bras that they had to wear were these like industrial, like super. intense like long line so it's like bra and sort of like corset kind of situation so like huh. just everything just held in okay huh weird oh and then then wesley meets the kids uh, the quote-unquote mm-hmm. kids that mm-hmm. that guy's like in his 20s that's not right he had, he had like a carpet on his chest like <laughs> Oh, I forgot about these guys like sitting around playing uh playing instruments. Okay. So that we're not going just like beat by beat. I might I might pick up the pace here a little bit. Yeah. Okay. We can we can skip back to the enterprise, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's so, just a, a lot of general frivolity. Yeah. Uh, and then they encounter this 
thing. They're not sure what it is. There's something floating in space. It's like half in and half out of our reality. Yeah. Um, and Data and Troy and, or I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, Data and Jordy and Picard are trying to figure out what it is. Picard saying, what the hell is that? I just like, I like them oh, going into the conference room to figure stuff out. I love, Captain. oh, this is right after Picard's like, have a real look at it, Jordy. This is something why aren't, before, sir. why isn't the technology of Jordy's visors? Well, it's as if it's not really there. Part of the sensors. Yeah, I think they, I think they explain, I don't know. I'm sure that I think there is an explanation because there's something about how like, Jordy's visor is super unique or like was built mm. in a certain way or something. Or how it like interacts with like his optic nerve or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause this is not the first time that they've done this or that they do this. Like they have him just go look out a window. Yeah. With, with regularity. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's an episode. I don't remember if it's already happened or if it happens down the road where they s sort of live stream what Jordy is seeing. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And they're like, how can you make any sense of that? Who is that? Who are we seeing? Yeah. And he's like, how do you pick a noise out of a noisy room? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love it. They're like, Jordy, go look out a window real quick. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like the view screen. Sir. It translates as stand by. Stand by. So okay. So something coming out of that ship. So. Verified, sir. Something Turn that down. Um, okay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. so bubble comes in. The bubble comes in and says, "What is the purpose or something?" State the purpose. State the purpose, and everything shakes. It's such a good Star Trek episode. It's just got. It's, it's got very all the stuff Star Trek. That you want. The um, what's the purpose? And then okay, so then they and then they go back. Uh, it interfaces with data somehow. Yeah. The inciting incident. Uh, Wesley's playing some pseudo like catch or whatever with with his pals. Base. He's trying. He's trying to teach him how to play baseball. She's like, "Let's do something only you can teach me." And, and he's like, "Uh." <laughs> right. Uh, and she's like, "Ball. Let's play ball." <laughs> I want to do something too. Oh, here it is. Right with you. Yeah, and and then he. F <laughs> it's so awkward. So then he fall. He they're playing ball, and he falls into the uh, into the thing. Yeah, this like little tiny greenhouse that happens to be in a punishment zone. Right, and um, and just before just before that happens, we get them talking to to uh, Troy and and, and uh, Worf. And Riker, like, they're laying the foundation. It's like, hey, by the way, we don't have cops. We have, like, mediators and, like, there's punishment zones and death is a punishment. Right? Mm -hmm. And then Wesley misses a catch, falls into this greenhouse and tramples on. Mediators are like, oh, shit. I gotta kill you now, buddy. Sorry. And, they're, and they are still... <laughs> it's like I like how these are more stern. It's like, 
Yeah. These are stern looking costumes on the mediators. Right. They've got the larger upper triangle. Still <laughs> exposed nipples. That's really important. <laughs> well, come on now. Yeah. Like, let's not um, totally derail. I right? like to yeah. think that on um, on this planet, um, the the clavicle of the male is considered like especially sensual. <laughs> That's why it's covered. That's why it's covered. Yeah. It's the male clavicle. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just. <laughs> so they take Wesley into custody. Right? Yep. Because uh, Riker pull, pulls a phaser. It's like, no, don't kill the kid that came with us. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, back on the ship, Crusher's scanning data. Um, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward here a little bit, but and Picard goes down to the planet and like figures out what's going on with Wesley, right? And then they and then they kind of have this. This is like just like basically like a civics and philosophy lesson thrown into Star Trek, which is just yes, great. That's I like when civics and philosophy are in my Star Trek. Yeah, me too. It doesn't even have to, it, it's just this thinly veiled. It's just like, yeah, yeah, this is great. I'm into like, this. Like, what is right? What is wrong? How should we, what laws should we have? What happens when we have these laws? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and the Edos are like, uh, we don't even know if you guys have laws, but we have this one law. And they're all like, well, Wesley didn't know. And ignorance can't be any excuse or we'll devolve into law lawlessness we used to kill all of each other all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and uh i also like how they present like one of them at some point is like super sarcastic about it they're like oh well you have spaceships so clearly you're more advanced than us so i suppose look we'll break all of our laws for your own good and just let you take the kid and free. go or well, whatever like why fine. don't you just seize him yeah yeah but that's pretty I, I do like how they're they're sort of like pushing back against the colonialism of the federation and stuff you yeah know? like cool. you can't why is your way better how do you know yeah and then the they call the floating thing god and god is going to kill them or something so they're worried um because the the god thing knows everything that data knows he knows about that the god thing who's actually a they it's a collection of mm. people on a ship um who understand that the Edo worship them and are totally fine with it like you know it's there's just something people? people do there's people do they yeah. see the people we don't see it ever see the people oh but data okay. refers to the ship as they Okay. And Picard's like, what? Dana's like, yeah, there's like a group of folks over there. They totally get that the Edo worship them. They think it's fine. <laughs> um, it's just where the Edo are in their evolution or whatever. Um, and, uh, but they take care of the Edo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, so Picard um, says, you know, if they see us break, 
our prime directive, they might kill us. Oh, right. Yeah. Kind, of a, kind of a leap, but... Yeah, I, but I could see it. It kind of makes sense, though, too. Like, if in the internal logic of the of the episode, like, if this right. alien race has that um, rules follow-y, and then they go, oh, but this is your rule, and you're breaking the rule. Yeah. 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 Um, what is the ultimate, maybe, uh, is it okay if I, if I sort of scrub forward to yeah. the end here? What is the ultimate, I, how does he actually get, oh, cause that's right. Cause Picard gives the, the talk about justice. Right. Right. And he's sort of moralizes. He says that like, yeah, we've got this prime directive, but like. You should be executed if you do so. I may suffer almost as much. Starfleet takes the prime directive yeah, and he's... seriously. No, it is God who will punish you. That thought has crossed our minds. Your God up there may insist that we obey our non-interference directive. Sir, does this mean if you save me, the entire crew could die? You're not involved in this decision, boy. Boy. I'm sorry, sir, but it seems like I am. Yeah, good for you, Wesley. We got to transport a room, lock into this signal. Stand by for six to beam up. Wesley, Lieutenant. Do they beam out or do they have to pontificate a little more? Our laws have been violated. What of justice? What of justice to Wesley? Does he deserve to die? I'm truly sorry, Leator, but I must have justice for my people too. Transporter room. Yeah, I think at one point he talks about like how he has many laws that he has to follow, including protecting his crew. Yeah. Transporter room, That's come in. Right, and then the um, and at first they can't transport. Beam, Everything um, out, but, we're but no then, result. like, God the... has prevented your escape. Then your God is unfair. My son had no warning that his act was criminal. We cannot allow ignorance of the law to become a defense. I don't know how to communicate this. Here we go. Even if it is possible. Yeah. But the question of justice has concerned me greatly of late. And I say to any creature who may be listening, there can be no justice so long as laws are absolute. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Even life itself is an exercise in exceptions. When has justice ever been as simple as a rule book? <laughs> it's so good. It's it's kind of eye-rolly, but it's good, too. Seems the Edo Lord agrees with you, number one. I had to laugh because Riker's like, I gotta get in there too. <laughs> yeah, let me let me get in. Let me just, let me just say something real quick. Um, yeah, and then, yeah they get, and then they get the hell out of there. Right. Um, one part we didn't talk about was when they take one of the Edo women, like the main Edo lady, up yeah. to the ship, and she's like, she's like bowing down and like worshiping the ship. Yeah. Is freaking out. Yeah. Nothing will harm you. I promise. I mean, Just it's understandable, it. you know? Mm-hmm. It has appeared before. Yeah, it just seems to me that, like, um, civilizations that are afraid of spaceships should not be visited by a spaceship. Right. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, so they have to, like, send the Edo woman back. Otherwise, the ship's going to get fired on. This first season has a lot more to do with like God 
stuff than discovery does yes and the um the first movie also there's a lot Mm -hmm. of the 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 first movie does the fifth movie which you know star trek five like a lot of people hated that one but i kind of liked it where you know kirk goes to that planet and the thing that is proclaiming to be god and he's like what does god need with the starship oh yeah i don't know that i've ever seen the whole thing is on that no, I don't think pretty, I've seen the whole thing. It's pretty good, I think. Actually, it's it, it's one of the worst rated ones, but I don't know. I, I remembered I remembered some some parts of it pretty fondly. Um, yeah, there's yeah, some more of the Star Trek movies I haven't seen actually. And it's and it's just an interesting choice for like the discovery to to just kind of not be about that, you know? Yeah, I think too. That's um, a change in media in general. Mm-hmm. I think religion is something media stays away from a little bit more now. Yeah. Um, yep. But there's a lot of it in Star Trek. And I think some of that too is that um, Discovery is a different sort of moralizing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we see that a lot in uh, this first season, especially, I think. Yeah. I I just I it's maybe the Star Trek thing that I've seen the most is this episode. I've probably seen this episode more times than any other Star Trek thing. Just not, not like on purpose. It's just like they played it a lot in syndication. Um, no, I uh I was laughing because it's the same. I've been rewatching TNG and I've gotten to like season 4 or 5 and there's episodes that where I have to like struggle to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but this first season, like I could like recite the episode along with the episode. What, and what's funny is it's probably the worst written season out of all seven. Maybe that's why it's so, so easy to remember because yeah. like the storylines are just like clunkier and simpler. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do somewhere down the line. Maybe we should take a stab at the um seth mcfarland show which, mm, the orville yeah because i heard it started off goofy and then it just sort of turned into star trek the next generation like had less jokes and was just like okay now no now we're just star trek the next generation yeah i mean it still has a lot of ridiculous stuff oh okay, okay. um but it does get a little more serious and a little more um genuine mm, okay Uh, and earnest like it it has some problematic episodes but we can talk about those um yeah maybe on down the on down the road somewhere um i don't know any other thoughts on this one um i guess i just want to say the words moose knuckles again and then i'll leave it there were there were those um yeah real good okay but so we did this episode because mm-hmm. we won't have one about the dis- the discovery episode tomorrow, but we, we mm-hmm. will cover it next week. Yes, we will cover it next week. So don't email us. I mean, you can, but you know, don't email email us all mad. Right? Don't let me like. Where is my episode? Just calm down. <laughs> <laughs>
Calm down, everybody. Yeah. Be okay. Yep. So, I want to end on the pausing. What a great song. Okay. This has been the only Star Trek podcast that exists on the internet. Um, We'll phaser you on kill next time. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Bye-bye. Bye. Stop the recording. <laughs>